Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hype Squad podcast. I'm super pumped for our episode today because I have a dear friend here with me and a friend that has really helped me understand money, understand the mindset around money. I'm really excited to jump into this conversation with her. So we've got Paula Willamette here with us today. She's a money mindset coach that helps women and couples navigate the financial world. Uh, Her mantra, which I think is very cool, is drop the financial guilt and shame because it's not on you, it's on the financial industry. Um, And hi, Paula. How are you? How are you? I'm good. Thanks for being here with us today. I'm super pumped for this conversation. Um, So excited. So excited. I think it's really, really important before we hit record, oh, you mentioned that, you know, people know the, people know the basics about money. Mm -hmm. And they know how to save money and they know how to make money, but it's, do they though? Do they though? And it's about how do they get to that point? Mm -hmm. So that's what we're going to talk about today is how can we, how can we get rid of those old money stories that we've been holding on to? Um, How, what is even being pre-programmed in finances? What is the financial industry and society done to us? Right. And ways that we can empower ourselves to become financially free. Oh, yeah. This is going to be so good. So good. I'm so excited. So excited, yeah. So what's your – so I know you do your money um, your money story workshops, which are really cool. Why don't you yeah. tell us about those and kind of the work that you do there? Sure. You know what? I'll give you the background of how I even started doing them. So I've been in the industry now as an – I'm like – I am a financial advisor. So that means, like, you know, I help people do the practical side of money, like, invest in RSPs and their savings and life insurance and all that, you know, fun stuff. But what I've been finding because you know, over 15 years, I've seen a lot of different scenarios for people is that I would do these great financial plans for people and then I wouldn't hear from them again. Mm-hmm. So they wouldn't actually get to the point of actually implementing these financial plans. And finally, after years of blaming myself, of course, being a woman, right? I'm like, I'm, I must be doing it wrong. Um, I recognize that it wasn't me. It was that they couldn't actually see it for themselves. So we had this disconnect. And I think hopefully your listeners too will relate to this is that, um, you know, it's so much about our mindset about money and what we see as us um, being able to achieve and what we think is possible for us, right? So great that you have this Hype Squad podcast because people all need a Hype Squad around money. So why I started the Change Your Money workshop was to really enable people to see what their money story is. And I love the idea of calling it a story around money because that means we can write whatever story we want. We can change it. It's not permanent, right? Um, And to empower and give people permission um, to dream up whatever they want, not to be like, you know, hindered or restricted by what they make every year or what their family taught them about money. So all those stories, we just sort of bring to the, to the, to the light so that we can essentially change them. So did you have a money story? Of course. Yes. I, I always joke that like every time I go through the workshop that I'm the one who benefits the most, right? Because I right. get to peel the layers off of my own money story. I mean, we all have them. It's not something I really, I really am truly, you know, like I have a huge money story. Yeah, of course. Um, you know, I'm happy to talk about it if you'd like, but it's just like so interesting. The more you kind of do the work around this, um, where it pops up because it's kind of everywhere, right? Yeah. So, so, really money, so, yeah, let's talk about money stories. Let's talk. So, I'll tell you a little bit about my money story and then we can kind of 
you can dissect it maybe and in a way where the listeners can can understand really what it is right giving the examples of of a money story i think are really important so for me um my money story is you have to work extra extra hard to make a penny you gotta hustle you gotta grind um it to me money was always really hard to make and really hard to hold on to right i grew up in a household where now i have three older brothers and my mom and my dad and everyone worked all the time day in day out work and grind and i was taught that you have to and you know what i believe in working hard but Mm -hmm. i also now have seen that i don't have to exhaust myself to make money Mm -hmm. um i don't Mm -hmm. have to i don't have to money's not painful and i think my money story was money comes with a lot of pain money Mm. comes with a lot of sacrifice money comes with um a lot of you have to do you know things that you don't want to do in order to get the money or um i don't deserve this certain piece of clothing that's you know a hundred bucks i remember going to the mall with my mom one day there was a really nice it was a a roxy sweater and that was like the it sweater at the time right Mm -hmm. so i'm like okay mom i really want to buy this sweater can we buy it she's like it's 130 dollars. i'm not buying you 130 dollars sweater it's not worth it so Mm -hmm. that just like imprinted where now when i go shopping i'm like oh it's not worth it it's not worth it it's not worth it but then what my mind programs is you're not worth it you're not worth it you're not worth it but i am so mm-hmm. I think that's money stories are kind of catching ourselves in the areas where, um, where those old messages pop up and yeah. those little, little nuggets pop up where you're like, Oh, but I, but I can afford yeah. it. Yeah. Like I can afford that sweater, but mm-hmm. what I'm telling myself is I'm not worth the sweater. Totally. And that keeps us so, so stuck. And it's not just a sweater. It's, it's lots of things, right? It could be anything. Mm-hmm. I think that there's a lot of correlation as you're talking. I, I think I've heard for years. Um, my mom was on Weight Watchers growing up for years and years. Um, and, you know, I'm really lucky in terms of like that didn't translate into me. Well, I still loathe my body for other reasons, but God, that's a whole other topic. But oh, it's a whole um, I, call, I know, right? You're like, we don't have that much time. Um, but I heard her always say things like, oh, I was good. I only had two bites of this or I was bad. I had the ice cream. And I'm like, I think we do the same thing with money is like, we say like, Oh, I was so bad. I bought that. Blah, blah, blah. Or, Oh my gosh. Like I just really wanted whatever it is. Like we correlate our worth and whether or not we're a good or bad person, depending on what we have or haven't done with money. Yeah. Right. Or like that. Oh, we shouldn't have gone out for that meal. Yeah. But, but you did. But did you enjoy it? Did you enjoy it? Did you have fun? Right. I think it's, I think it's starting to, I'm not one to spend frivolously anyways. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm not materialistic in a way where I have to have the hottest clothing or the person is. You don't have to qualify that. You're allowed to spend frivolously. Oh, 100, 100%. So when I do, right. When I do, I go, well, that made me happy. Like, okay. I don't feel bad when I do spend that little bit more um, because I've learned that it's okay. Mm-hmm. And if it's gone, it's going to come back. Right. Right. That's the big key right in that there. That one. Let's talk about yeah. that. The fact that yeah. if it's gone, it may never, people have this 
idea of if I spend that five bucks, I'm never going to see it again. It's gone. It's, it's gone, gone forever. forever. And you know, not to fault anybody. I think like this is how our entire culture is structured, right? Like we yeah. never have enough of anything. So like right. same with like time, sleep, coffee, like, you know what I mean? We do that. Well, I, I never have enough sleep. I never have enough money. And, and I think that's just not the case. Like, I think we need to reframe how we look at the universe. Are, I'm allowed to say the universe here. Oh my that gosh, that's yeah. yeah, no, yeah, no, it's not, know, we're it's going not, into the will, right? We're going like, into the will. Yeah. It's so valid. Like, I think when we look at things like that, then we're not like hustling and sacrificing ourselves. When I hear people say that, and I think that's like everything we grew up with, right? Like if you're not killing yourself and sacrificing yourself, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. And it's like, no, yeah. what if, what if we live in a world where we can do what we absolutely love and lights us up and we make money? Why is that not allowed? Right. Right. Like, so think about that. I, I encourage people to think about that when you're thinking about your career and what you do. Like if you're going and you're slogging, like that's just so exhausting. Like all of your life force is being drained out of you every day while you force yourself to do something that you hate. Like, yeah. Is it worth it? Is it worth the money? I think I just want people to consider that. Right. Like, is it worth it? Totally. Like whatever it is, you know, I mean, at the end of that, does that equal like, you know, I did, I did well because I, contracted cancer and all like you know what I mean like you're basically making yourself sick yeah so we don't have to and I guarantee like if you're doing something you love you're going to attract more money into your life rather than less yeah and even though and I think that as well there's a whole mindset around okay so I am following my passion I'm doing what I want to do but Mm -hmm. I'm still not seeing the results and I'm still not seeing the money Mm. A lot of people have that happen where they're like, okay, I'm putting myself out there. I'm creating these things. No one is buying. No one is spending money with me. And then we go into, I know I've done this before in the past is what's wrong with me? Like, am I not offering it right? Am I not doing this properly? Um, So how can people kind of get around Mm. that story when they are doing the job that they love, but they're not seeing the money come in? I think a couple things are into play. That's such a great question, by the way, too. Um, I think I would ask you if, you know, on a personal level, have you really stepped into what you're doing a hundred percent where you are really like, shut up, ego, stop it. Like we are going to make this work because I love what I do. I know. And you know, unequivocally the money is coming. Yeah. You believe that Yeah. there's a real difference, right? When you're like, I believe it's coming to me. I see it. You know, and those visualizations and, and actually attaching your feelings to those visualizations is really powerful. Um, and, oh, shit, what was the other thing I was going to say? Man, It'll come back to you. It'll come back. Um, oh, so good, though, Farah. Damn it. Um, and I also think there's a piece there. It's coming. It's, it's back. Yeah, yeah. That I think the universe is testing you. I think mm. there's a piece where the universe is like, Okay, so you told me that you want to do this, but do you really want to do this? Mm-hmm. Right? It's testing your, um, what's the word? Like your stick with itness. I know that's Stick with itness. Yeah, let's roll yeah. with that one. I like it. Yeah, let's roll with that. Like, you know, where you're, they're really like, are you really serious? Is this really what you want to do and what you love? And I think you really fully stepping into that and saying, that's right, I'm here. I'm here to take up space in this industry, in this realm. And yeah, I'm, I'm ready for this to come to me is really the difference. Like, do you think that you have really stepped into what you do? Or are you still kind of hiding? Mm-hmm. 
Because if you're hiding, then the money is hiding. 100%. Because like what you're communicating to the universe is, yeah, I'm not really serious. Like, let's just. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just like, gonna I'm make not really serious. Fail. I'm kind of scared. I don't oh, know if I really want. I just dip yeah. my toe in. Thing is, is when we dip just one little toe in, you that's how much you're gonna get back. Totally, and that's you're you really in. are repelling money from you. Yeah. Right. When you're saying like, oh, we'll just yeah. So I mean, I know that's hard. Don't get me wrong. I think that that whole thing is a process. Yes. Right. Like you deciding, okay, you know what? I'm really going to go for it. That's hard. We're not expecting that like tomorrow everyone's quitting their jobs and they're going for what they love. Like, no, that's that, not what we're telling people to no, do. No, no, no. Uh-uh. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. We'll get some nasty emails. And stuff. Yeah. Um, and don't no, go quit your job and then blame no. it on us. No, no we're saying follow what feels good uh, in a responsible way because we still live in, I feel like Madonna in a material yeah. world. Uh, yeah, you totally are. You could totally we still live, you know, money still makes the world go round. You yeah. still need it. It is still very important, but I think we need to lighten up how we feel about yeah. money. Um, and, and really yeah, give yourself ahead. permission to, sorry, Sarah, I feel like I'm no, talking over cool. you, but I'm getting excited. Um, I feel like we really need to give ourselves permission. Like it's okay to go towards what you love. You know, it breaks my heart to now hear people that are maybe just finishing school or whatever and, and be like, oh, well, I chose this because I know I can, you know, make a valid career or I chose this. And I'm like, you know, the most exciting thing is happening in our world right now is like, you can literally choose to do anything and there's a market for it, right? Anything, like, yeah. Anything. Yeah. You can make up your career. Mm-hmm. Really. Yeah. Right. And there are people that will need what you have, your secret sauce. Totally. Right. Yeah. A hundred percent. And it's just, I think we need to look at it as like, it's such an exciting time, especially now while we're still sort of pseudo in quarantine is like, mm-hmm. you get a chance to reinvent, um, not who you are, but what you can like offer the world in a way that we've never seen before. Like, you know, it's really exciting. That is really exciting. It is. Um, so I wanted to talk about, Whoa, I forgot my point. No, let's talk about mm-hmm. what myths and things have the financial industry. What have they put in our heads that we should probably try to get out of our heads? Mm, a bunch of things. I think. Let's talk um, about the shame and the guilt that they throw on us. Uh, let's show. Let's throw that out there because I, you know, yeah, I often meet with clients, and the first thing they'll sort of say is like, "I know I should have done," and I'm like, "I'll say, like, how do you know that?" Mm-hmm. And they're like sort of <laughs> taken aback initially. I'm like, you literally have had, you know, I'm, I'm saying that to you because you literally have had no financial literacy training in your entire life. Even though everything we need from food to clothes to like everything requires money, we have no basic training on how to use that. So I'm just saying like, you know, I say that to clients, you like drop the shame and guilt around what you should be doing because you literally don't know. Yeah. Um, and I would also say like, the financial industry also gives you the impression that you can't do this on your own. Right. Like you can't right. learn any of this. And I think it locks so many people. I see this, especially with women in this like paralysis, mm-hmm. right. That it's like, I'm scared to, they're literally scared to do anything. I know several women that make great incomes, but hoard it in like a savings account. Yeah. Because they're like, I'm just scared to invest. And it's like, any move is the wrong move. And it's so sad because I'm like, Oh, you know, we could, make that money that you worked I'm I'm assuming hard for work really hard for you that's okay yeah you know and there really aren't any wrong uh, moves 
You know, I think that's one of the biggest myths I want to break for people. It's like, and it's okay to like make, and I think, oh, sorry, I'm all over the place here, but you got me so excited about this. But I think, yes, like hire someone that you love because you also women, you don't need to do it all. Like no one is saying like, also go get your MBA and become a financial advisor. Not that you're going to practice, like, no, no. Hire people that are professionals in their field but that they have your back and you know that they have your back. Cause there's a very big difference between that feeling of like, yes. you know, you know, the people that you feel intimidated chatting with or that you can't ask questions to, you, you know, that feeling, right. As yeah. opposed to yeah. someone who you can feel like, listen, I don't know. And I'll be like, you don't need to know that or whomever. Right. I think, really important. Yeah, totally. Sorry, and I, I think people need to understand that you can interview financial advisors. You're hiring this person. So if you have yes. a conversation with one person and it doesn't feel good, go talk to another person and talk to another person, interview them, get a feel for them because your money is important to you. So you want to find someone that has that same, that values you and values your money so that they can make it work for you. I think that's, that's huge because a lot of people will just go off of a friend's recommendation or women or even younger women will go and work with the financial advisor that their parents have worked for, for years and years and years. And they may not have, they could, or they could not have your best interest at heart. And even if they do have your best interest at heart, do, do you feel good talking to them? Do you feel good asking them the questions? I think we need to get really comfortable in asking the questions about money that we don't know the answers to. 100%. Like, why can't we ask the questions when we don't know the answers? We don't yeah. all just know these things like you said we need no. to we need to research we need to listen we need to talk to people and yeah. get comfortable around it like for me money is like money is currency it's what's current right okay. now right it's 100%. it's not I don't even think of money as tangible paper money anymore because who touches cash it literally money? isn't yeah when have you had cash last right and cash is it's just it's a piece of paper you can rip yeah. it you can light it on fire and it's, yeah. it's gone. So it's like, for me, money is a vibration. The, the, the more good I put out, the more good I feel, the, the deeper I dive into my business and into working it, the more I get in return. It's like a reward from the universe. Congratulations. You did this. You yeah. stepped up. Here's yeah. your reward sort of thing. And then you yeah. use it for the things that make you happy. Um, and you're allowed to go out there and make lots of money. You like, are. Oh, hell yeah. Absolutely. Like, absolutely. Go and make those lots of dollars so that you can go and help other people. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I think that's also a huge block that I see. I don't know if you've suffered for, I have that one where it's like, well, I don't deserve to make a lot of money. Like I'm okay over here with just sort of eking out an existence. And it's like, no. No, you're allowed no. to go and make lots of money. That doesn't equal you being a greedy, horrible person. That equals you have the ability then to go and help that much, many more people. Um, and really have a responsibility to. Yeah. You know, I love that. Totally. 100%. Yeah. Okay. So let's, um, let's do, what is your number one tip for people that feel like they're spiraling out of control when it comes mm -hmm. to their money? And they just mm. don't know what to do. Okay. I would say do some really basic things that hopefully will make you feel like you have more control. So if you find yourself in a position where you have some debts and you're like, what do I do first? Okay. Mm -hmm. 
save yourself a thousand dollar cash cushion. Okay, so have thousand dollars because what that will essentially do is take you out of the debt cycle. Okay, so a thousand. So your first goal is just get yourself to a thousand dollars in a savings account and pay the minimums while you're saving that thousand dollars on your credit cards or lines of credit, whatever. From there, after you have that thousand dollars, I would say then, and you can Google the debt snowball. I would mm. recommend mm. then go and snowball your debts to have them yes. taken care of. Um, yeah, that was the first two tips that I would say like are really kind of will help you feel like you have more control. And how can people find <clears throat> how can people find the blocks that are blocking them from making more money? Mm. Lots of reading. So I have a book yeah. club too. Um, it's free. You're all welcome to join. Um, where we do read books like this, right? Because I think like shining a light on your blocks is a, is exactly how you kind of get past them, right? Like you are so you've done this work, right? It makes such a huge difference. Well, it makes a massive difference. Yeah, and you can you know look at it and be like, okay, I see you. You're popping up again, and then you're able to reframe it and to tell yourself a different story, right? Yeah. Um, so sorry. <laughs> no, it's a, how do you how do you find the blocks, right? Like it's. Yeah. What That's is it biggest. that keeps, what's that same story that keeps popping up? Do you keep running out of money? Do you keep cycling back into debt? Do you uh, keep having a hard time making money? And then it's yeah. find out where does that, where does it stem from? Like, I mm -hmm. think figuring that out really helps you flip the script on it and, yeah. and start creating a new space where you're not running out of money, where you're not living in a state of lack. Um, I think a lot of it just comes from starting to understand that you choose how it unfolds. Really. Yeah. And I think that's typically a hard realization for a lot of people is that your reality is self-made. Yeah. Right. There, we all, totally. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, I think that's hard is like that we are in charge of whatever our life looks like, or we have chosen all of the things that have happened to us is sometimes a hard pill for people to swallow. And I get it, but that's also, it's so great. You can look at it as like, Oh, okay. So I had this bad thing happen to me or I'm in debt or whatever it is. You can say like, okay, so I chose this. This is an indication of what my story is. Mm -hmm. Okay. How do we change this? Right. So just, you know, maybe take the, like, I'm a bad person off of this because I really think like our money stories are really formed when we're little, mm -hmm. you know, and being a mom myself, I'm like, Oh my gosh, how am I, how am I messing up my kid's money story? Right. Um, but it's really to identify the things that like, as a kid, you internalize that they're, they're not rational. Right. Like the fact that I, I have one about, you know, women aren't supposed to make a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Typically don't have power around money, mm. um, which I had a stay at home. I was lucky enough to have a mom that stayed home until I was 18. So like, what a gift, right? We don't right. have that sort of luxury now, but like, I know that was not my mom's intention, you know, no. it was like, you know, of course not, but like, you still have to change those stories to mean something different for you. So oh, just uh, yeah, do, do that work. And, and, you know, sadly, it's not like I did a two hour workshop on my money story and I'm cured. Sadly, no, it's like, it's going to pop up for, for many, 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 well, your whole life really, right? Yeah. Um, but I think like every time you encounter that, it's a new opportunity for you to hit a new level, mm -hmm. right? So when you see a money story pop up, that means you're about to like level up, which is pretty awesome. 
That is pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? I think we've covered it today. I think we did great. I think everyone's gotten um, this start to empowering themselves financially and understanding that it really starts with doing the work internally before it can show up externally for them and to ask the questions and to be brave enough to ask the questions. Cause I know a lot of women are scared to totally. stand up and say, I don't know what the hell I'm doing when it comes mm-hmm. to my money. Um, because I didn't for a while, I didn't even know what an RRSP was for mm-hmm. a bit or all the things like there's some people out there that still don't know what a tax free savings account can do for them. Um, yeah. so I think find the information, find the people to talk to and mm-hmm. really dive in to figure out why you're continuing these cycles and then do the inner work to make the cycles not stop, but at least, um, at least, you know, how to ease your way out of them. Right. Exactly. Right. Okay. So where can people find you? Um, so they can find me on my website, um, willamacfinancial.com. And yeah, also my events are listed on Eventbrite. So my change your money story workshop, I have one, I believe October 22nd for, um, upcoming. And I have a, a, um, empowered financial literacy series, which runs over three months which um, my whole intention is obviously to give you those tools, to give you all the money basics so that you go from one financial situation and over the three months you change your financial situation into a more positive one. And that is starting soon, actually, October 8th. So. Oh, that's fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank yeah. you so much, Paula, for being here with us today. And I will link Paula's website and everything else in the description below. And if you have any questions, I'm sure she wouldn't mind if you sent her an email and reached yeah. out to see um, if she can help you out as well. So thanks, Paula, for being here with us today. And we thanks, will talk Sarah. to y'all again soon. Okay. Take care.